Hello and welcome to CHP Sports episode 6 where this week we'll be having our weekly pick segment just like the last two weeks and this week we'll be picking once again on 7 of the college games and all 13 of the NFL games as 6 teams are on by this week so we're down from the normal 16 down to uh, we're down to 14 last week down to 13 this week. Last week in picks we went 4 and 3 on our 7 college picks and 10 and 4 on my NFL picks giving us an overall weekend record of 14 and 7. We are now I am now 9 and 5 in college picks for the season and 24 and 6 on NFL picks overall for 33 and 11. So pretty good season so pretty good um in the last two weeks so far but we'll jump right into our normal picks this week as we always start with college football and our first game of the week is between the South Carolina Gamecocks 4 and 3 coming to Texas to face um the to College Station to face the number 17 Texas A&M Aggies on the road, who come into this one at 4-2. Um, and two. Texas A&M is averaging 27.6 points a game and allowing 16.4. South Carolina is coming in averaging 21.9 and allowing 21.7. So, very close there on South Carolina's points per game, some points allowed. South Carolina in their last five games is two and three. Last week they won twenty-one to twenty in a thriller against Vanderbilt, a game that should not have been close, but very good ending nonetheless. Um, with Zeb Nolan coming off the bench to relieve the injured Luke Doty and lead the Gamecocks on the game-winning touchdown drive. Texas A&M is coming off a dominant thirty-five fourteen win against Missouri, just two weeks removed from uh, upsetting number one Alabama. And A&M is favored heavily in this one by 19.5. And I expect it to be about that. Um, maybe not 19.5 point win. But um, A&M should win this game, no problem. But South, I don't know how much I believe in South Carolina's offense. Maybe they'll be a little bit better now with Zeb Nolan coming back in if he can keep it going like he did in his one drive against the Commodores last week. But um, I don't know if A&M's offense can score enough to win this by 20 points, but especially only scoring 35 against Missouri. The South Carolina's defense has overall been solid. They've led off the last couple of weeks with the uh, Vanderbilt game in the week before against uh, Tennessee's dynamic offense. They were pretty poor in the first half, but I think Texas A&M should probably take this one, but it'll – I think it'll be closer than 19 and a half, but AM wins it. Our second game of the week is between the Clemson Tigers, who are four and two, and the Pittsburgh Panthers, who are five and one. Clemson comes in after narrowly escaping Syracuse last week, winning the game 17-14, with Syracuse missing the game tying field goal as time expired to force overtime. Pittsburgh comes into this one rocking at five and one, four and one in their last five games. Um with a 28-7 win over Virginia Tech. Clemson is 4-1 in their last five games. Pittsburgh had a great offense, averaging 48.3 points a game and only, allow, um, only allowing 20. Clemson only um, scores about 20 and a half a game. And as um, their defense is um, holding teams to 12 and a half. The defense for Clemson has been very solid. The offense has... Not um, Pittsburgh is ranked. Uh, I forgot to mention Pittsburgh's ranked twenty three uh, in the country coming into this one. But um, 
I look for Pittsburgh to take care of business in this one. I think the offense um, is a lot better than Syracuse's last week, um, who I incorrectly picked Syracuse to win. It was a very close game, like I thought, but Syracuse came up just short. I think Pittsburgh's offense can um, – Clemson's defense is solid, but I think they can score enough to outscore Clemson's um, offense, who has not been very good this season. And they have really struggled, especially at quarterback and running back with their day one starter being out since week one, I believe. But I think Pittsburgh should roll in this one. They're favored by three. And I think the Panthers get the win this week against the Tigers. Our third game of the week is between the number 10 Oregon Ducks uh, coming in to face the UCLA Bruins. The Ducks are 5-1. They're coming off a 24-17 win over Cal. UCLA, ironically, is also coming off a 24-17 win against Washington. The Ducks um, bounced back after they um, lost two weeks ago. Oregon's looking to bounce back as they lost recently. They had that big win against Ohio State earlier in the season. UCLA is also looking solid at 5-2. Both these teams are very similar on paper. Um, Ducks scoring 33.8 points a game. UCLA 33.9. Ducks uh, defense is slightly better, only allowing 21 points a game. The UCLA is 25.2. Uh, UCLA is favored by two in this one. And this one's tough. Uh, I think I will roll with the Ducks in this one. I think the Ducks should take care of business. I'm not sure I fully believe in UCLA. They've been a lot better this season than they have recently. Good for them. But um, coming just two weeks removed from a loss, I think the Ducks, they need this one if they want to salvage this season, have any chance of being in a New Year's Six Bowl or possibly in the playoff if craziness happens at the top. But I think the Ducks should take care of business in this one. Our next game is another SEC battle between the LSU Tigers and the number 12 Old Miss Rebels. Old Miss coming off Kiffin's return to uh, Neyland Stadium in Tennessee, uh, coming away with a 31-26 win there to get the Rebels to 5-1. LSU also coming off a big win, 49-42 against number 20 Florida. Um, very surprising. The Tigers have actually now won two consecutive against Florida. They're four and three. They're not having a great season. It was just announced last week that uh, head coach Ed Orgeon would not be returning as the head coach at the end of the season. So it's interesting to see how they do from here on out. Um, Old Miss has a really high-powered um, offense, but their defense is not that great, allowing thirty point two points a game this season. LSU's defense is not much better, allowing twenty eight point four. And their offense, while they can score a decent amount, not as great as that Ole Miss Rebels offense. Ole Miss is favored by nine in this one. I think I'm going to roll with the Rebels to get to six and one as Kiffin has that team rolling with their only loss so far this season being Alabama, which is to be expected. Um, LSU is um, it'll be interesting to see what they do here. Is it looks like they're going to maybe overhaul that entire staff with Oregon on the way out and bringing in a new coach at the end of the year. So we'll see what else you can do from here, but I don't think that they'll be able to knock the Rebels off on the road this weekend. Our next game is between the number five Ohio State Buckeyes at 5-1. Um, previously, their only loss was to Oregon, who we just talked about, coming to face the Indiana Hoosers, who are 4-2. and two. That Buckeyes offense has been explosive this season. Um, Coming off a 66-17 win over Maryland, um, scoring 
48.5 points a game. They're 4-1 in their last five and 5-1 five and one over the season. They're favoring this one by 21. Indiana's not looking great. They're, uh, they allow 26.8, score 22.3, so they're allowing more points a game than they score. Obviously, it's to be expected with their 2-4 and four record. They're, they are coming off a close loss last week against number um, 10 Michigan State, 20-15, to 15, but that's still not going to be enough for me to pick on this one. Ohio State's right on the brink, and they're looking to get back into that playoff fight. Um, losing to Oregon early in the season is probably going to do well as they can bounce back from that rather than a late-season loss would have been, even if they had been undefeated. But I expect the Buckeyes to get 6-1 this week with a win over Indiana, and they should easily take care of business and probably cover this 21-point spread. Our next game of the week is between the USC Trojans at 3-3 three and three and the number 13 Notre Dame Fighting Irish at 5-1. and one. Both these teams are coming in off buys. Both these teams, once again, are similar. USC having a slight edge with 32.2 uh, points a game to the Irish is 31. Notre Dame having a slight offense def- uh, edge defensively with uh, only allowing 24.3 to USC's 27.3. But the Irish have been okay this season. Their only loss is to Cincinnati, who's ranked, currently ranked in the top four. They're in a playoff spot at the moment. But um, Notre Dame is kind of Cincinnati's premier win. They don't have the toughest of schedules. Um, and Notre Dame is looking to – they need Cincinnati to probably stay up there um, to be a tough loss for them and not lose to someone down the stretch. And they definitely don't want to lose this one to USC. This one – I think will be a close game. Notre Dame's favored by six and a half in this one. But I think I still have to ride with the Irish. As much as I want to pick USC to win this one, it's tough to win there on the road. But these two teams are very competitive with each other. So USC could be right there with them. But I think Notre Dame takes care of business as they have in recent memory done pretty well against the Trojans. Our last game, before we talk about one um, more, our last pick of the week in college, the number 18 NC State Wolfpack at 5-1, coming to face the 2-4 and four Miami Hurricanes. And what a down year it's been for Miami, who started in the preseason polls, ranked number 15 in the country, and then got blown out by Alabama. They're coming off a 45-42 tough loss to UNC to drop 2-4. and four. NC State's coming off a 33-7 win over Boston College. It looks like NC State could easily be on their way to the ACC championship game, if not winning the ACC championship game. As they have art, they've rolled Clemson. Their um, only competition, it looks like, at this point, could be Wake Forest or possibly Pittsburgh, who we previously mentioned. Um, both these teams average 32.3 points a game, ironically, but Miami is allowing 30 points a game to NC State's 14.3, and um, no question here. We're going to go with the Wolf Factor role in this one. Miami has been very disappointing. Even on a hostile road environment, I think NC State takes care of business and gets the 6-1. and one, Stays right there in the lead um, in the ACC contenders. And our last game that we want to, I want to talk about before we move to the NFL games as they played last night was number 14, Coastal Carolina and App State, who would have been one of our picks of the week if they had Played on Wednesday when we pick on Thursday. But number 14, Coastal, who was undefeated, lost last night to App State 30-27 off a last-second field goal. 
It's Coastal's first loss in a regular season game in over two years, I think, something like that. But um, tough loss for Coastal. But they'll, App State has been right there to near the rankings. They've been very solid over the last few years, being South Carolina uh, Gamecocks a few years ago. So tough loss for Coastal, but I think they, they'll bounce back and still perform well as, uh, down the end of the stretch. And now we'll move into our NFL games where we actually only have 13 games this week to pick on, which I previously mentioned. Starting with tonight's Thursday night football game between the 3-3 three and three Denver Broncos and the 3-3 three and three Cleveland Browns. Cleveland comes into this one off that brutal 14-37 loss to Arizona. Um, Denver comes off losing 24-34 to Las Vegas, but, man, the Browns are banged up in this one. They're missing starting quarterback Baker Mayfield. Case Keenum has already previously, I believe on Tuesday, announced as the starter. Uh, Nick Chubb's not going to go. Kareem Hunt's not going to go. They're down their two best backs. I've heard Miles Garrett might be on the fence whether if he plays or not. He might be ruled out. I didn't see. But Browns are definitely banged up in this one. This is a great shot for the Broncos to get a good win. And one of these teams is going to come out of here 4-3 and three, um, after Denver started the year 3-0. They're back to 3-3. Three and three. Cleveland is the home team once again, and they're favored in this one by one. <sighs> this one's tough. Bridgewater's been really good for the Broncos, and I don't know what to expect from Case Keenum. And the Browns' offense was very bad, even with Baker Mayfield against Arizona. But I want to pick the Browns, but I think I'm going to pick the Broncos to upset this one. They need this win. They were coming off three consecutive losses, and what a golden opportunity to beat someone who we, in the preseason we expected to be contenders to win the AFC. But the Broncos need to win this one, and they should definitely be in the mix. We'll see what Case Keenum and the Browns offense can give us without uh, Baker and Hunt and Chubb. Next game is uh, starting off our 1 o'clock game slides. There's no London game this week as there has been the last two weeks. It's the Washington football team at 2-4 and four, coming to Lambeau Field to face the Green Bay Packers at 5-1. and one. Green Bay's coming off a 24-14 win over Chicago at Soldier Field last week where Aaron Rodgers famously, um, it's been all around this past week, um, said that he owns the Bears and he still owns them. So um, the NFC North rivalry between the Bears and the Packers keeps living on for as they have for over 100 years now. Washington comes into this one off a 13-31 loss to Kansas City, dropped 2-4. They played Kansas City tough there for a while, had two interceptions off Mahomes, who um, got him up to tied with Trevor Lawrence for second most interceptions in the league so far this season. But I don't know what happened to that defense. I mean, I know you're playing Kansas City, but this Washington team, six weeks into the season, is still allowing over 30 points a game, no matter the opponent. And they were so great last year, but... um. At the beginning of the season, I thought this would have been a tough game, but Washington has been very disappointing. Taylor Heineke has not been great the last couple weeks after he was to start the season after Fitzpatrick was hurt. Green Bay's favored by 7.5 in this one. I think the Packers take care of business, get to 6-1, as they are heading into a tough slate of games coming up after this week. Speaking of uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are our next game. Uh, going to face the Tennessee Titans. The Chiefs are 3-3. Three 
as we just said, they won 31 to 13 over Washington last week. The Titans are four and two and coming off a huge win against Buffalo, 34 to 31 on Monday Night Football, and hopefully the Titans can carry the momentum in this one. So they have another big game. The um, I'm not really worried about the Titans' offense to be able to score points as they're facing that Kansas City defense, but we'll see how their defense does against Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. KC is favored by four and a half on this one, despite being on the road. But I think I'm going to roll with the Titans here. The Chiefs have not proven to me that they're they'll be in contention as they have been winning the AFC the last two years. I don't know how far they can go with that defense, despite how great Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all on the offense is. But I think Tannehill and Henry, if Henry has another great game like he did against Buffalo, this could be another easy, great game for um, him against that Chiefs defense. Um, if Henry goes off, I think the Titans could get back-to-back much-needed wins, and instead of dropping back to 3-3 three and three as we expected, as I picked Buffalo last week, they could be sitting at five and two if they can pull off the win this week but i'm gonna go with the titans over the chiefs in this one our next game is between the atlanta falcons and the miami dolphins both these teams struggling the falcons are two and three coming off the bye the dolphins are one and five coming off losing by a last second field goal to jacksonville london giving the jags their first and only so far win of the season well obviously but um Miami's banged up with injuries. Tua is back. He should be better this week, I would expect, after he played last week in Jacksonville as he gets more used to playing again, coming off the injury. But I think the Falcons should take care of this one. The Falcons' offense has been all right, despite the loss of Julio Jones over the offseason to the Titans, who we just talked about. And the Dolphins just haven't given me anything to go crazy about the defense hasn't been great they've we, they were expected to take a step this year from last year they have not the offense has been atrocious obviously Tua hasn't been playing the in his sophomore season as he's been hurt Atlanta's favored by two and a half in this one I think the Falcons can get back to 500 this week at three and three our next game is between the one and four New York Jets Going to Foxborough to face the two and four Patriots with Mac Jones coming off that tough loss in overtime, twenty nine to thirty five to Dallas. The Jets coming to this one off a bye. Um, I don't think it really matters in this one. Um, Tom Brady's not there, but same old Patriots. I think the Patriots take care of business in this one. The Jets are the Jets, and I'm not going to pick the Jets in this one though. Zach Wilson has not been great as a rookie. He's turned the football over a lot. Um, the offense hasn't been able to do much as a whole, and the Jets just haven't given me anything to show about. I can't believe that they beat the Titans, honestly. But um, New England's favored by seven. This one, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if they cover that spread and win this one against the Jets easily. Our next game is between the three and three Panthers, who are coming off three consecutive losses, including another bad one last week. 34 to 28 overtime against Minnesota. Tough loss. And, but this week they got the 1 and 5 Giants who are going off a 38 to 11 loss to the Rams. They're favored by three despite being on the road. And must be nice to go from three consecutive losses to facing the Giants. The Panthers, the Panthers should win this one pretty easily. Get um, back above 500 at 4 and 3. 
It'll be interesting to see down the stretch if the Panthers can fight for a wild card spot. As three weeks ago, I told I would have thought that they could, but I'm not so sure about now. Darnold has heavily regressed from what he was those first three weeks. He was looking bad, uh, especially against Minnesota last week. But I think this is a good fallback game for the Panthers after three tough weeks, and they should take care of business in this one. Our next game is between an AFC North battle between the 4-2 Cincinnati Bengals and the 5-1 Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens coming off a demolishing 34-6 win over the LA Chargers, sending the Chargers with a bad loss into the bye week. And the Ravens, man, have been surprising this season. This team is 5-1. They should be 6-0 with that crazy Monday Night Football game against the Raiders. It's their only blemish on the schedule. Mar Jackson is having a year again with He's looking more efficient and effective as a passer. He's still being himself as a runner. And the Ravens are rolling despite all those preseason and offseason injuries to their all their starting running backs. The Bengals have also been very surprising this season at 4-2 as everyone kind of thought that they were still. Not so much now with a year under, well, not a full year because he got hurt, but Joe Burrow being in his sophomore year, no longer a rookie. But, um... Jamar Chase has obviously shown that Burrow and Pam still have that connection that they did at LSU when they won the national championship in 2019, despite Chase taking a year off. And the Bengals last week won 34-11 in Detroit. They've been very good. They e- they easily could be 5-1 and one right now. Um, if just one, miss, one missed field goal actually goes through against the Packers two weeks ago. This one is tough, but I don't know if that Bengals team can keep up with this Ravens offense who I tried to say that um, um they've been a second-half team. The first-half offense hasn't been great, but they rolled the charges easily last week. So I need to put more stock in the Ravens, I feel. Um, Baltimore's the home team. They're favored by six-and-a-half, and I think they should take care of this, this one. It might be close, maybe not quite a touchdown win for the Ravens, but I think the Ravens eventually will win this one against the Cincinnati Bengals. So we start into our 4 o'clock slate. We have the Eagles at 2-4 and, and the Raiders at 4-2. and two. Raiders coming off a much-needed win against the Broncos last week, 34-24 is just like the Broncos. They were facing at 3-0 start, the 3-3 three three like the Panthers and the Broncos faced, but they were able to starve it off, get their first win without head, um, former head coach John Gruden. The Eagles, it seems like they haven't played in a while. They were on, it seems like they're on the bye week, but they lost the Thursday night football last week to the um, brand Super Bowl ch- uh, champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers 22-28. And um, this Eagles team, the offense has been all right. The defense has not been great. The Raiders have been hit or miss offensively this season. The defense has been pretty good, honestly, as they really controlled that Denver game. They let Denver get a few garbage time points at the end, but they, they pretty much controlled it. Vegas is favored by three in this one. This one, I think, like Vegas only being favored by three, will be close. But I think the Raiders' offense will show up against that Eagles' defense, and they will take care of business and win this one.
So the game's wind down. Our next one is between the uh, 0-6 Detroit Lions coming to face the 5-1 Rams. The Lions coming off a 34-11 loss to the Bengals. The Rams coming off a 38-11 win against the Giants. The Rams are favored by 15. And I don't think I have to say much more in this one. Matthew Stadford is facing his old team and should easily take care of this. The Rams should win this one. Lions dropped 0-6. And sorry, Lions fans. But on the bright side, y'all are with the Jaguars winning last week. Y'all are in sole contention of first place for the number one overall picks next season if you can keep it rolling and losing um, as season goes on. The next game is between another team that has a shot to have a very high pick. It is the um, 1-5 Houston Texans coming off a brutal 31-3 loss to the Colts. And after that loss, who else would you want to face than the 6-0 Arizona Cardinals who are coming off a dominant 37-14 win over the Browns? But, yeah, I don't – it's going to be a rough back-to-back week for the Texans as they should be blown out again in this one. Arizona's the home team, fared by 17-and-a-half, and they should easily take care of business in that one. To get to 7-0, man, it was a rough pick last week, picking the Browns to win and them just not showing up. But <sighs> we'll see what the uh, Browns do this Thursday night football. Our next game, on last of the 4 o'clock slate before we get into the primetime games with Sunday and Monday night football, is between the Chicago Bears at 3-3 three and three going to face the 5-1 and one Buccaneers. So it seems like all these 4 o'clock games this week are just not very, not going to be very good entertaining games. Maybe they'll shock us, but they all seem to be lower teams against highly favored teams. Bucks favored by 12.5 in this one. They beat the Eagles 28-22 to on Thursday night football last week. The Bears lost 14-24 against the Packers, who they actually... Had a good offensive drive to start the game, led, and were very competitive with the Packers last week. As a really more of as you would expect, though, in a rivalry game than a game such against the Buccaneers. But, yeah, we're going to pick the Buccaneers in this one. I don't think the Bears' offense under rookie Justin Fields can keep up with that Bucks offense. But it'll be interesting to see. But I think the Bucks will take care of business in this one, get to 6-1. and one. And the Bears will drop back below 500 at three and four, which will really hurt them as the Vikings have come from that one and three start back to three and three. But they don't have much threat besides the Vikings for second place in the North, as the Lions are at zero and six. Heading into Sunday night football this week, for the second straight week we have a lackluster matchup really with the two and four Colts coming off a dominant 33 to three winner of the Texans that we just talked about. And they're facing the 2-3 and three 49ers who are coming off a bye. I forgot to check if Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start this week. Um, San Francisco is favored by four in this one. But no matter who starts at quarterback for San Francisco, despite them being favored in this one, I think I'm going to pick the Colts because um, despite their record, the Colts have shown me something I think the last two weeks. We're very good and competitive with the Ravens. Um, before they blew it, but obviously the Ravens are a lot better team than San Francisco is. Um, and then just ripping the Texans. And you might say, yeah, they blew out the Texans, but the Texans have been very competitive with some good teams this season. They're competitive with the Browns, competitive um, competitive with the Patriots. 
the Texans have been pretty close this season, and they haven't been blown out near as much as um, by some teams as I thought they would. But I think I'm going to roll with the t- uh, Colts to possibly come back from one and four to three and four this week, and maybe get back in the mix for a low wild card spot in the AFC. We'll see how things go over there, as the AFC is not looking near as strong as the NFC has to this point. As all the all four NFC divisions have a team. That's at least five and one. With the Cowboys are five and one in the East, the NFC West has the Rams at five and one, and the Cardinals at six and zero. The North has the Packers at five and one, and the um, South, who's in the South, the um, Bucks are five and one, who we just talked about. So the NFC is looking strong, but I think the AFC's more a little wide open for some of those wild card spots. But the Colts will be hard pressed to try to win that division with the Titans. Um, but, I mean, the Titans could obviously slip up this week against the Chiefs and uh, be the Colts will be right there with them. So, who knows? Our last game of the week is Monday Night Football between the 3-2 and two Saints and the 2-4 and four Seahawks. The Seahawks bounce from last week's Sunday Night Football to Monday Night Football as obviously in the preseason when these matchups were made for primetime, they expected Russell Wilson to be under center for Seattle and not Geno Smith again. It looks like I know that the Seahawks have been in talks with um, free agent quarterback Cam Newton, formerly of the Patriots, and before that, the Panthers. But if he does end up in Seattle, I don't think that he would be starting as we're only four days away from Sunday football now. So um, the Saints are coming off a bye. The Seahawks lost a tough game 20 to 23 against Pittsburgh on Sunday football in overtime, actually. But, um, yeah, I don't know what form of the Saints we're going to get because the Saints have been either very good, like they were blowing out the Packers. The Packers only lost this season um, week one, or they've been very bad and been right back blown out by someone else. So I don't really know what to make of that Saints, the new-look Saints offense with Drew Brees gone under Jameis Winston. Alvin Kamara has really been disappointing this season so far. But obviously there is some transition there. But I still think I'm going to pick the Saints in this one. Geno Smith has looked pretty decent, pretty solid. Um, making um, Coming in for the injured Russell Wilson, who had finger surgery. But I don't know if he's shown me enough that I would pick him to win over the Saints. It's the Saints. Um, looks pretty good the week before their bye last week against Washington. I think they should win again this week. But... This could be a good time for Seattle to win if they still want to leave that team in the mix for Russell Wilson to come back to try to make a push for the playoffs when he comes back. But the Seahawks really need this one, but I think I'm going to roll with the Saints. And that wraps up our weeks this week. We only have 20 picks this week as we always have seven college games, and then we have all the NFL games, only 13 this week. The last thing that I really want to talk about, well, actually – um. As we mentioned at the end of last year, the NBA season has tipped off. We've had some pretty good games so far. The Bucks beating the Nets kind of surprisingly. The Warriors really surprisingly beating the Lakers on opening night. Last night we had a very good double overtime game with the um, Knicks and the Celtics. But the Knicks eventually won at Madison Square Garden. So the NBA is back and it looks like the NBA is looking good. The NHL is also back in full um, force. The, uh, there's still a couple undefeated teams, I believe. Um, 
but it's good to have all these sports back now, with football being back, both professionally and collegiately. And now we have the NHL back and the NBA back. So it's a good it's a good time of the year to be a sports fan. And our um speaking of those coming back, as we have the last thing that we want to talk about winding down with the NASCAR Cup Series playoff race heading to Kansas this week. We have two weeks to go left in the round of eight before we hit the championship race at Phoenix. Kyle Larson, as I picked last week, won the race uh, at Texas as expected um, last week to punch his ticket to the championship for his eighth one of the season. Uh, we had some trouble for the playoff drivers as we talked about on Tuesday with people such as Logano and Truex who are actually eighth and seventh and a good bat of points under the cut line. So they're either going to need a very strong run this week to make up some points, probably get some stage points, or they're going to need to win. But at track kids, Kansas, I think this is more open. I think this favors the Gibbs cars. I think this could be a race won by Kyle Busch, possibly Truex, Hamlin. Um, but it also could be, I know Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski for Penske have won here in the past too. Not, um, Speaking of under the radar, Ryan Blaney's actually second in points with the uh, plus 17 to the gut line right now. The most of the good, despite um, only other than Kyle Larson, who's locked in. Um, so should be a fun uh, race this week as we head to Martinsville, the cutoff race the week after. But if I had to pick someone to win this week, I think it'll be Denny Hamlin that wins it this week as um, he's another one of the ones that I thought would make my – uh, final four in NASCAR this season. But it'll be fun to see all the games that we just talked about in the NASCAR race on Sunday. And um, also watch NHL and NBA action throughout the week. But um, thank you once again for listening. It's been a fun another episode of Picks. We'll be back on Tuesday to recaps um, all of our stuff of the week. And um, back for Picks once again next week. But once again, thank you for listening. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day.